0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today.
1: Marcus Rashford is going to get to this. From Maguire, Hoyland! What a stop! What a save by Kaminsky! Rasmus Hoyland thought he had his first trip- see the deflection here from Rashford's cross in the Highland he's thinking do it just have hit the target got to get something on it and I'm surprised he's gone for his thigh instead of trying to volley that it's Bruno Fernandes to drill it in Rashford nearly an own goal almost. so yeah but the long ball deceives everybody look at Rashford free Fernandes has picked him out tremendously Boré's cross Morris and Anana is called upon to make an excellent save and Luton nearly snaps the lead against the other play Manchester United have been dominant without actually asking as many questions of Kaminski as they would have liked did once Takes his touch. you need to take one touch and then finish. And he chooses the wrong option. He cuts inside. And what have Luton Town got there? They've got numbers getting back. It is Fernandez. He oh! still won't go in in the Premier League for Rasmus Hoyland. Fifth corner for Manchester United. Fernandez takes. Mason now.
0: To BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC on X at BetMUFC. That's at BetMFC. You can follow Soccer Gambling Podcast on X at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. We are on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, which you can follow on X at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. Also at gambling podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can also follow me on my other X account as well. That one is at LockBangX. That's at Lockbang X. That one's important because that's where I post my monthly P&L, my monthly profit and loss spreadsheet. Now, not a lot of handicappers do that because they are not tracked and transparent like me. And I'm tracked and transparent and I have delivered... 125 months in a row of transparent and track profit. That means in layman terms, I'm undefeated every single month for a decade. This doesn't mean I'm unbeatable. I do have losing days. I even have had losing weeks, loads of them. But over the course of the last decade, for the last 125 months, I've never, never had that losing month, never lost for that 30, 31 day period. If you want to see the PL for the previous month, that is always the pin tweet on that X account at LockBank X. If you want to do further research, and I encourage anybody to do their due diligence before they make any kind of commitment, look at the other spreadsheets on the website, lockbetting.com. You'll see when you look through my spreadsheets, one of the main things I do is I sensibly manage a bankroll. So, for example, if we have a one unit loser, I won't chase that with a two unit loser. I won't put out five unit plays, 10 unit plays, max plays, well plays, player of the year plays, none of that nonsense. So, even if you don't tell my picks or go with my service, you need to remember these lessons when you tell anybody on gambling Twitter. None of it's real most of these cappers aren't really winning you money and nobody is doing these whale plays. Well, people might be tailing them stupidly, but these cappers aren't actually betting these bets unless you see them on a bet slip. It's all bullshit. It's all monopoly money. We don't do that. We do sensible staking and it leads to a monthly profit and makes gambling accessible for anybody with a disposable income. If you don't have a disposable income, don't gamble, because it's not there to solve your problems. It's supposed to be a hobby, and I can make it a profitable one, and in turn, that makes it a more fun one. If you want more information, shoot me a DM on my X account at X. That's at X. Moving on with this edition of Bet BetMEFC. It seems like it was a while ago, because it was, but we still need to recap the Luton game. And that was a game that both highlighted... Manchester United's issues, but at the same time kind of showed that we might be okay if we can start putting the ball in the back of the net. But the issue is we can't put the ball in the back of the net. We have six forward players who have scored just one single goal between them in the Premier League, which is a massive concern. Meanwhile, we have Mason Greenwood out in Getafe, tearing it up, scoring four goals already this season for a team who are supposed to be in the bottom half of La Liga. And the goal he scored yesterday was an absolute rocket. So he is proving to be what I always thought he was, one of the best young talents in English football. And I believe that he was the best forward at Manchester United, or at least potentially the best forward. I believe there's far more upside with Greenwood than there is with Marcus Rashford, who has just been a model of inconsistency at his best. He's equal to Prime Mbappe. At his worst, he shouldn't be playing for not only Manchester United but any Premier League team. He's absolutely awful at his worst. And the roller coaster with Marcus Rashford is a constant source of frustration. But Mason Greenwood has never been given that run to show that level of consistency. He's the best young talent to come out of Manchester United since Ravel Morrison. So If you guys don't know who Ravel Morrison is, maybe have a little bit of a look up and a little bit of research on him because he was supposed to be a sensation who just mentally couldn't cope with the big time. Obviously, Greenwood's had his issues, but he is now doing it again on the pitch. And this is still a rusty version of Greenwood who hasn't played for a year and a half, and yet he's still taken to it and is scoring goals for Hatafe. Just imagine how good he's going to look at the end of the season, and that's going to put Man United in a real predicament. I think one of the first decisions that Ratcliffe needs to make if he does take over football and operations is what do you do with Mason Greenwood because are you really going to get rid of someone who's head and shoulders above the rest of our forwards how can we keep the likes of Anthony and continue on with this Garnacho project or maybe try to keep Jadon Sancho or continuing on with Marcus Rashford where well, we have Mason Greenwood doing what he's doing, bagging him in for Hatafa, scoring world class goals, whilst our forward line are producing just one goal between them so far this season. Yet, as I highlighted on the other show that we did, where we recap Man United's first third of the season. We are just in sixth position. We did go into this weekend just six points behind Arsenal. Had the Arsenal VAR decision been correct, we'd have gone into this weekend level with Arsenal, and Arsenal are touted as potential Premier League champions. In fact, as we're recording the show, they've beaten Brentford and they sit top of the Premier League. So I do believe Man United's issues have been blown out of proportion, but it is an issue when you can't score goals. And also, Man United haven't been good on a defensive end. The issues with Rafa Bran are worrying. It's worrying to me whenever I see the names Evans and Maguire paired up together and it's almost equally as worrying when I see Maguire and Lindelof which is likely to be the, the tandem that starts tomorrow because Evans is out injured he needs to sort out this Rafa Varane issue very quickly because he can't be in a situation where Casemiro wants to leave and Varane wants to leave and and Sancho wants to leave because ultimately that's going to fall on the manager. The manager is going to be questioned, which I think is harsh because this is a manager who guided us back into the Champions League when that wasn't really even a realistic aspiration last season. So I'm a fan of Eric Ten Hag, but he needs to get his shit in order. He needs to get the ship back on track in terms of how the players feel about him. Because if you lose the dressing room at this club, historically, that is the end of you, as we've seen. So it's important to get the big players back on track. If Man United can do that, they can have a A good period as we head towards this busy Christmas period. Man United can navigate that. They do have the squad depth to navigate that. I do believe they have more squad depth than a lot of the teams who are in and around that top eight. Probably more than Villa. Definitely more than Tottenham who we're seeing really suffer the consequences of a few injuries. I also still think they have a little bit more squad depth than Liverpool. Liverpool have done good business in the summer but they essentially only replaced their outgoings with new income and they had a squad that was a little bit short last year as well. Liverpool are stacked on the attacking end with their front five. But in the midfield and defensive positions, I think they need a little bit more cover to be viable title contenders. I don't think Arsenal's squad depth is great. I think only Manchester City are a team who have better squad depth than United. But if United's big squad of talented players are massively underperforming across the board, then it doesn't matter how much depth you have. Manchester United are going to be a team who finish outside of the top four if they repeat their performances Um, in this next third of the season so it's the performances that are most concerning Uh, the data is obviously concerning too when you look at Man United's goal differential it's absolutely embarrassing when you compare the goals for goals against and the fact we have a minus goal difference despite sitting in the top six so the wins haven't been convincing the performances haven't been convincing but the facts are that we came into this came into this round of games off the international break sitting in sixth position within touching distance of the top four yes the title is gone but was that really ever realistic anyway with Manchester City winning the treble last season and being the clear favourites to do it again Man United are still in the midst of a rebuild The, the, the main concern is the fact that the rebuild has probably gone backwards but if you look realistically at what we did last season it was always going to go backwards a little bit because Ten Hag being the good manager that he is he made the decision that playing the Ten Hag style of football that he wanted to play, that Ajax type of football wasn't going to work at Man United and it was going to be a disastrous season. One pre-season wasn't enough to implement that and the players we had weren't capable of implementing that. So very quickly, he moved away to playing a different style, which was more of a counter-attacking style, didn't really utilise the press as much as he wanted to. And in this summer, he bought in his own players and went back to playing the way that he wants to play, with, with the high press, with a goalkeeper that plays out, with a, with a high back line and um man united are now much more um, much more of a pressing team or at least they're supposed to be rather than this team who sit back and try to counter attack you which is a style of football that's kind of against the way Manchester United should be playing. It's not really in the Man United ethos to sit back, concede possession and to counter-attack, which is why Ten Hag wanted to move away from it because it's not Ten Hag style. It's not the Ajax way and it's not the Man United way. But doing things his way and the United way, the, the Ajax way this season, has led to very mixed results. And that's going to be the case when you're allowing chances to be conceded, which we are, But we're not really doing anything at the other end, despite the fact that we have what is essentially, if you look at it carefully, Man United are pretty much playing a... 3-1-6 formation with how far up the pitch the fullbacks are going with every intention to win the ball back in our own half to win the ball back as quickly as possible and to constantly be on the attack and the attack the attack but we can attack all day like we did against Luton but we can't score goals so if we can't score goals and we're high up the pitch and we're allowing ourselves to be outnumbered on the counter attacks against us then that is going to lead to negative results and that has led to negative results so far this season. Before we move on to talking about the Everton game, let me take a quick pause to tell you guys about Bet365. We're brought to you by Bet365, and Bet365 is the world's favourite sportsbook trusted by over 88 million players worldwide. Prop size totals live betting, Bet365 has has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're going to love Bet365, like a 30% profit boost on your NFL same-game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes 17 points up. And they have an early payout offer if your team goes two goals up, which would have paid you out for the game between Man United and Copenhagen. Man United ended up losing that game for free, but we were 2 0 up before the Marcus Rashford red card. And. Um, and that would have paid you out on Manchester United at a price of forty five minus one twenty five, 5 when everybody just got paid out on Copenhagen instead. So a very, very solid offer, very great incentive to sign up for Bet365. But there's more because if you sign up today and choose from, you could choose from two bonus offers, either a $1,000 no-sweat bet or bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or... Use the sign-up link in our show bio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, Eric. Hi. Um, can you give us an update on the injury situation first, particularly Rasmus Hoyland and your goalkeeper, Andre Onana?
2: Um, Andre is uh, okay. Uh, he uh, stepped in training um, today. So he's good. Uh, Rasmus, still, it's, I think it's a close finish. Uh, he's training... He's down. Obviously, he's outside. Um, yeah, he's making very good steps, and yeah, we have to wait till tomorrow. Then we will make a final decision. In terms of other injuries, is there any timescale yet on Luke Shaw's injury, and when he might be back? Luke Shaw will be available for Sunday. He will be in the squad. That's excellent news. Um, in terms of the fixture itself,
0: your form in the Premier League, at least, is is the best in the country right now. So perhaps some of the headlines. Uh, not quite what they seem in terms of the form in the Premier
2: League do you feel you have turned the corner in recent games uh, definitely we uh, we have seen a turning point uh, we have seen that uh, um, yeah, how we deal with certain situations that we that we built that we built on a certain foundation and and now we have to, to build on and uh, we go in a massive month and yeah, we are really looking forward with confidence because as you say um, in the Premier League Everyone is winning from everyone And there are no easy games For no one So everything, every team will drop points um, But yeah, the last five games uh, We won four And that gives us confidence uh, To go in the next games How difficult do you think It's going to be at Everton on Sunday they, They've lost their ten points Their supporters are very angry You're banned from the technical area How, how difficult is it going to be To manage that game it's always about us, and I can see uh, the opposition, and I can see they are mad. But then finally, it's about us. So, if they're if they are mad and they are, that's their fuel, uh, we have to match those standards. And and when we match the standards, we have a very good chance to win the game. You then have to go to Galatasaray. You then have to go to Newcastle. Tests of temperament and, and, and maybe mental strength as well as the physical side how, how difficult is it to coach your players and get them prepared mentally as well as physically Yeah, we started eh, early today uh, with that and then we go in a week very condensed we play three games in six days mm. and yeah as a group as a squad and we have to deal with that what do you mean by dealing with it preparing for it? do you speak no. to them about it of course and we have a plan a strategy for it and, and we, we made the players aware and they have to take responsibility in it but especially it's about cooperation Derek.
1: how significant is Luke Shaw's return Eric in terms of leadership on the pitch and the balance
2: of the team you can, you can mention many things you can mention his physical you can mention his technical ability his leadership yeah, it's, it's clear. Um, a long time in the season, we didn't even had a light, left fullback. Um, so, yeah, we are very happy he's back. Um, so that's, that's a good sign. But, um, yeah, he will help us that we are more stable. I'm, I'm sure of that.
1: And given the atmosphere at Everton, are you going to have a special word with your players about maintaining discipline and not perhaps getting carried away with the, the intensity of the occasion?
2: Yeah, but I think we should also we we, we step forward in that um, recently, and this season we make some steps there. And we have a good form. We also have a good away form. Um, so uh, yeah, we have a strong belief that we know uh, what we have to do uh, um, to to have the platform to win games.
0: So that was some of Ten Hag's thoughts. Going into the game against Everton tomorrow... I'm going to give you my thoughts on the game as we look at the betting odds for it as well. Before we do that, let me take a pause here to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy, as Underdog has a way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and the promo code SGPN. And finally, let me take this pause to tell you guys about Hall of Fame bets, where you can stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Moving on to my thoughts about the Everton game. This is going to be a very, very tough game. As soon as Everton were handed that 10 point deduction, I knew that I didn't want to be the team or I didn't want to support the team playing them in their first game, especially at Goodison Park. Well, unfortunately, that team is us. It is Manchester United who are travelling to Goodison Park. This is going to be a very, very hostile atmosphere man united had a very poor away record last season it's not great this season and it has improved though but it wasn't that difficult to improve upon something that was very mediocre so man united are on average getting more points per game away from home at this season but this is going to be a very difficult task everton are going to be up for it the crowd are going to be behind them and I just can't see Man United pulling it off tomorrow. The books have us as the 13-10 to plus-130 f- favourites. It's 12-5 to 5 on the draw and Everton are priced up as the 2-1 underdogs. I have them as a live dog here. I'll always cover the show, honestly. And I did say Man United's poor first third of the season has been overblown based on where we are in the league and based on how many points we are behind the likes of the teams who have said to have great seasons like Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, etc. But... We are playing very, very poorly. We cannot put the ball in the back of the net. And I question us in these types of situations when a team is very determined with their supporters behind them. Can United perform in this type of atmosphere? Because we're not just going to face it here. We're going to face it twice this week. The next two games are going to be massive tests for Man United and their mentality and their bottle. And if Man United can come through these, then we do prove a lot of people wrong. But if Man United are weak, if they do have a weak core, then they are going to suffer two defeats this week, two significant defeats. Firstly to Everton, a much hyped up Everton team off the points deduction and Galatasaray looking to get through in the Champions League group. Turkey's always a difficult place to go to. And this Galatasaray team are absolutely flying at the moment, sitting top of the Turkish league with 11 wins in 13, one draw and one loss. And their only home defeat this entire season came against Bayern Munich in a game where they were actually on top. And Bayern Munich went ahead against the run of play and then, of course, scored another goal as, Bayern Munich were ch- as Galatasaray sorry, were chasing the equaliser. So these are two very, very difficult games. And I think it starts with Manchester United not picking up the win against Everton. I'm not necessarily picking Everton to win but I do think Everton on the um in the double chance market Everton getting plus half a goal at the price of 8 to 13 is probably the way you want to bet this it is a juice selection But I do think Everton is the right side. I just don't see Man United going here and picking up a win in this atmosphere. As I said, I didn't want us to be the first team that they played, especially at Goodison Park. But unfortunately, that is a situation that we find ourselves in tomorrow. Everton have won six of the last nine games in all competitions. And they could extend that tally if they channel what is likely to be a feverish atmosphere at Goodison Park. Everton's form at the moment has been solid. And if they continue that form, this 10 point deduction isn't going to mean anything, especially when you look at the results. Um, today with the likes of Sheffield United getting smashed at home against Bournemouth Burnley being 1-0 up and relinquishing that lead late on and losing again their 7th home defeat they have a 100% losing record at home these types of teams aren't going to stay up so Everton are essentially just trying to stay ahead of Luton who will need a miracle to stay up given their team on on paper I know they're putting out some good performances I know they won today against Palace I know they won uh, or got a point sorry, against Liverpool but But they're going to need to maintain that with a very, very poor squad throughout this season. And I still think Everton are better than Bournemouth as well. So, with Everton coming into this one with six wins in their last nine matches in all competitions, it's very difficult to see Everton going down. It's very difficult to make a case for United getting anything here or or even especially winning this game. I don't think we're going to win this game. If you want to take an alternative play, Everton have scored the first goal in five of the last seven league matches and both teams have scored in seven of the last 10 meetings between the two clubs. So BTTS could be an alternative play if you're listening to this as a Man United supporter and you have that little rule where you can't bet against your team which is fair enough because um gambling is something where you do it and you want to root for what you're what you're betting on and when you root against your own team it puts you in a weird situation do you root for the money or do you root for your team do you stick with the loyalty obviously the preferential situation is to be in both but obviously, that's double pain. If your team loses and you lose money, you're double angry at the end. So perhaps this is a way to balance it out. It's not something I'm in favour of. I will never bet against Man United. I will give the bets out because I prioritise my clients winning money over everything. This is my job. This is my livelihood. But I personally wouldn't be able to root against my own team. So BTTS may be a nicer bet for me to do. That one's available at a slightly better price of 4-6-150. to six minus 150. But either way, I can't be giving out anything for Manchester United here. They've shown me nothing performance-wise so far this season to say they can go to Goodison Park when it's a hostile atmosphere and they can beat an Everton team and also an Everton team who have shown some solid form as of late and have probably played better football than Man United. It's worrying when you look at some of the performances that Everton have put out so far this season and you can say that they've actually played better in periods than this Manchester United team. That's it for me and this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.